Three, two, one, cheers. Uh. <laughs> ah. Welcome to the very first ever Ben and Brittany podcast. Why did we start podcasting? We don't know. We just thought it would be fun. We have a lot of things to talk about, a lot of it advice to give, a lot of stories to tell, things about our lives that we feel are like kind of unique. So this is going to be our outlet for this. And if you guys like us, then you're at the right place. If you don't, just click off this podcast. You ain't got to watch it <laughs> or listen to it. You ain't got to do that. But I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. Yes, you are Brittany. And this, uh, this podcast is going to be about it's pretty much our story from start to finish, how we met and how we got here doing this podcast, sitting in these chairs today. So, January 1st of last year, was it 2018? 2018. <clears throat> January 1st, 2018, the day of the new year, I played a show at Blarney's. Well, and, let's back up. Oh, go ahead. December 30th, <laughs> 2017, I had gone out with my cousin Tori, which was the first time I had gone out in over four years. You know, mom, yeah. two kids, doesn't get out much. And married? I I was technically legally married. But that was, it was all over. Yeah. And yeah, I was, um, we were in the process, or I was in the process of, of leaving um, just getting ducks in a row. And Tori knew that, so she took me out December 30th with some friends. First night out in four years. And um, had a great time. I felt like I got it all out of my system, but Tori had met someone there that night. Fast forward to December 31st. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing that again. Got out of my system. <laughs> so I've been out once in four years. I'm hungover. Yeah. Not doing it again. I actually, <laughs> I was not hungover December 31st. No. I was not. Um, I was pretty proud of myself, actually, with the amount I drank the day before. But Tori was determined to meet this person that she had met the night before again. And she said, Brittany, I bet you he's going to go back to Barney's. Like, we have to go. And I'm like, Tori, I have kids. I can't go out two nights in a row. Like, you know, I can't do that. Well, but she made she begged you. She begged me, and her mom, my aunt and godmother, said, "Brittany, we're not here often. Like, go <laughs> hang out with Tori. Go out, get laid." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Have a good time. Like, we'll take care of the kids." So, I'm like, "Okay, fine. I'll go out." So we go back to Blarney's, and there's this random band playing that night. And I looked right at Tori, and I was like, "Listen." If this band is no good, they've got one song. And if they are not good, we're going to like some dive bar and we're doing karaoke. Because I'm not going to spend the whole night <laughs> listening to some <laughs> shitty band on New Year's Eve. That band was my band, the Small Town Titans. <laughs> Needless to say, they were really good. So you, you showed up and were just like, yo, this is a rock and roll club. I ain't about this. And then like... No, it's not about... I like rock and roll music. Like You I, didn't strike me as somebody that liked rock and roll. A lot of people don't expect that from me. Yeah. I like pretty much all kinds of music. I'm just... Maybe rap is not like my thing. But I love rock music, and that's... I definitely... You know, it's a yeah. genre that I listen to frequently. So you were just like... 
But I just, I've never heard of your band. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood to listen to somebody's originals that I can't sing along to. Because when I drink, I like to be able to sing along. Yeah. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to do that. <laughs> You're like, I, I better know the words, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> or else we're going karaoke. <laughs> and we played one song and you stayed. We stayed. Why you guys, we? you were really good. Mm. You were really good. And there was this little crowd of people in the center and every time we looked over at them, they were all bouncing. And I was like, Tori, let's go bounce. Like, I want to go bounce with those people. <laughs> <laughs> so you met up with uh, fans of ours that are friends now, like Adam and Adam. John Klinger. Yeah, yeah. And people like that and just started jumping around. And we, that's when I noticed you. Because I stole John Klinger's hat. Yeah. And so, he had a small town Titans hat and I yeah. was wearing it in the crowd. Yep. And so like everybody was drinking. This is New Year's Eve, by the way, obviously. Um, it's New Year's Eve and everybody's just partying their faces off and including us, the band, like we were drinking. Like mm-hmm. as the night went on, we kept drinking with everybody else. We were on stage. Everybody kept bringing us shots. So like needless to say, we were all just a little bit toasty. We weren't falling over or anything, but we were toasty. So me having a little bit of extra confidence, I see Brittany in the crowd. And what I see is a, this adorable little blonde that I've never seen before wearing a small town Titans hat. And I was like, yo, who is that? And we made eye contact. And I was like, she wants me. <laughs> no. no, not really. But I did. We made eye contact enough that I, I, I felt like I felt like. Like, I was going to be able to talk to you after the show, and it would be like, you'd be like, oh, yay, <laughs> or something. Like, we, were, we looked at each other enough. And we after definitely. after we made enough eye contact, I turned around to my drummer, Johnny, and I was like, dude, I know who I'm kissing at midnight. And you said... I you, heard you. You heard me say that. I heard you. And, and I was like, and my cousin Troy was like, Brittany, he's talking about you. And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, Not so, me. And she was like, no. You. He's been looking at you all night. I was like, oh. I was. I was. But at first, I thought you were trying to hook me up with your friend. For a minute. For I a was. minute you were. And then you were mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, no. And then I was like, actually, <laughs> I, I'm going to be super single here in a hot minute. And you're really cute. Yeah. So, so we get off stage. Um, we, take, we take breaks every now and then when we're playing shows. We go off stage. And, like, that confidence that I was talking about earlier vanished. Mm-hmm. So like I I got off stage, I saw her having conversation, and I was just like, I'm not even gonna go over there and assert myself. I'm just gonna go to the merch booth, do my thing, have some more shots. Maybe maybe it'll happen later. <laughs> we yeah. get back up on stage. Uh, she's back in the front row, and she's looking at me again. Mm-hmm. And then we played our last set, and the show was over. When the show was over. We kind of like that's when everybody comes up to you and they they either tell you you suck or they tell you you did a good job. This this night they were telling us we did a good job. So <laughs> <laughs> so everybody was talking to us before we knew it. Brittany had vanished. I didn't know where she was, and I was just like, oh, I guess the blonde is ne- is just wasn't meant to be. Like I'm not gonna meet her. Oh well, moving on. Shortly before that day, I had a conversation with myself. I was like, you know what? I'm done with girls. I'm okay with being single and doing my own thing for the rest of my life. I'll be happy. I'm fine with that. So I, I told myself I wasn't going to pursue girls. And so, like, when she was gone, I was just like, uh, okay, well, you know, it's not meant to be. I'm not going after it. And then... Can I interject here? Yes. So same type of conversation had occurred with myself a few weeks earlier, I think around the same time as you. 
yeah. that I I had realized that I was in a, a a relationship that wasn't good for me, and I was not happy. I hadn't been happy in a couple of years, and I had made the realization that, and and I had the confidence that I could be a single mom and that I was going to be okay. You were just ready to do it. I had been alone enough the last four years um, that I knew that I, I could raise two kids by myself. I didn't need anybody else there because that's what I was used to anyway. So I made that decision that I was going to be single mom. And my mom and I, growing up, always watched Gilmore Girls, so I compared myself to that. And I was like, I'll just be like Lorelai and Rory, and <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be totally fine. And I knew I had support from my family. So at the same time you made that decision, like, I'm just going to be single the rest of my life, I figured I was going to be you single. Had the, you had the same conversation with yourself. I had the same conversation with myself because I figured, like, you know, no one's going to really want to date a single mom and my kids come first, so. That's amazing. <laughs> we were both, we we had were the both same just conversation. Like, screw the other gender. <laughs> screw them. So, okay, so we both, you know, told ourselves we were going to do away with the other gender and we weren't really going to, like, pursue any kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, Brittany vanishes at the end of the night. I don't know where she is. So I blow it off. And I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, she's a girl. It's not meant to be. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to go drink with my bros. And, but before I go drink and party on New Year's Eve, I have to tear down my stuff. So I go back to the stage on my way to the stage. Poof! Brittany just shows up. (laughs) And she turns, and she's in a conversation with somebody. And I don't notice her until she, I'm like on top of her. And as soon as I'm, like, right next to her, she sees me, grabs me by the arm, and says, hey. And I don't know what you said. You said something like, you were really good. And then you went, and then we just, we kind of giggled. And I was like, oh, thank you, the whole generic thing. And I was like, yes, I'm talking to her. This is cool. And then you go, I kind of want to kiss you. (laughs) Just Just a little little bit. And And you held your finger and your thumb, like, mad close together, right up to your eye like this. You're like, just a little bit. And I was like, just a little bit. And I went, whoa! (laughs) And I went in for the kill. (laughs) You did. And 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 then we kissed, and you were like, that was more than I bargained for! (laughs) Or something like that. I think I was like, that was definitely more than just a little kiss, but I liked it. (laughs) And I I forget who she was talking to, but some poor guy was talking to her, and she just turned around and ignored his ass and kissed me, and I was like, I felt like like the king of the world, I would just walk strutted away with the girl like I, like I swooped in on a rope <laughs> <laughs> and like stole you. <laughs> but so that was the first time me and Brittany talked. It was like, hey, how are you doing? I like you. You're cool. Can I kiss you? Sure. Wham. <laughs> that was the meeting. And then after that, uh, you were getting pulled out. Mm-hmm. Like your cousin wanted you to leave so bad. Yeah, she was worried. She was worried. Understandably so, because she knew the situation I was in, and... And we were both intoxicated. We were both intoxicated, and she didn't want me to get hurt. Like, the very first experience when she knew I was leaving my husband... Was that? Was with a drunken (laughs) rock star, so to speak. Yeah, with a guy in a rock band, and... And this was before, like, Grinch went viral. Like, you were yeah, a small, local we were a small time, just like... I mean, we still are small time, but, like, we were we were lucky to get 100 people in the door. Yeah. Now it's pretty... Like, that's consistent. hmm So, yeah. But... But after so, that, 
I remember um, we spent the eve the rest of the evening together. Yeah. That we could, and then it was time for me to go home. But you were like, try like you didn't want to leave, and no. Tori wanted you to leave. Right. And I was like, you don't have to leave. You can hang out with me in my hotel room. <laughs> red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> Tori's like, oh no. No, no, no. What are you going to be doing in that hotel room? You going to be beer bonging shots of Jack? Are you going to be doing lines of blow? Like, she didn't know who I was. Right. She just thought I was a rock band guy. And that is not her fault. No, she was... Tori and I are best friends, and... Her responsibility that night was to make sure I had fun, but that I was taken care of and that I was safe. Yeah, but I'm talking about the information she was fed. True. Somebody, <laughs> some someone um, noticed that Ben and I were talking a lot um, after we, him and I first met. And someone fed Tori a bunch of information telling her that Ben was there's some guy that likes to add another notch to his belt. And that he was a horrible person. And he fed her a lot of what came to find out yeah. to be lies. Um, so <laughs> was, I, I didn't know about so this she until had, like way after yeah, we were hanging out. I didn't either. So basically she was like, oh my gosh, Brittany's like with this predator right now. Yeah. And we need to do something to get her out of there. So had I been in her shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. So. So, she, uh, so she had that information and then I'm like, no, stay, hang out. I got a hotel room. You want to come hang? And she's like, no, no, <laughs> not <happening. laughs> like, that's how movies start. No, mm-hmm. but every time Tori tried to get you into the car, I Rick, literally ran away. Yeah, I literally <laughs> like, ran no, from no her. shoes, ran back into the bar, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, you again. And I was nice like, see you. Help me, <laughs> yeah, take me to your room now. And we went back and hung out. Well, we convinced Tori. We did. Tori, I, I talked to Tori for a little bit, and then I think she started to realize that I wasn't, like, everything that she thought I was. Right. She wasn't, I wasn't this predator, like, asshole that she was told I was, which I don't know why somebody would say that. Like, I think they just wanted you. They wanted Brittany, and... Most of the time, I'm oblivious to that. Brittany wanted me, so they were just like, that guy's an asshole. But hindsight is twenty twenty, and looking back on it now, that person was definitely trying to... Hit on you. To get me. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Facebook messages definitely exchanged thereafter, and it was quite obvious <laughs> what had happened. I was totally not interested. All I could think about thereafter was Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's tell the rest of the story, because there's, there's more to it about how much I thought about you, too. Okay. So, we go back to... The room, and we're hanging out, and everything's gravy. Everybody's having a good time. Tori realizes, oh my god, okay, they're not doing blow. There's not strippers here. Like, it's not a rave. There's nobody shooting up people, heroin in a bathroom. Like, it was just people chilling just in a hotel room, drinking out. some <laughs> Key- drinking Keystone Light. I made fun of you so key- hard. Yeah. I was like, dude, I haven't gotten out in four years except for the night before. And we're drinking Keystone Light. Yeah, and I'm like, what do you want from me? I was like, at least yep. Miller. Christ. I, I remember <laughs> you were just you were just so pretty, so I, lo- I loved you already. But I didn't, like, we didn't have anything in common. And I just remember 
like we were hanging out and we started talking about music and you were like what's your favorite music and I was like I really love the blues and you went that is so sexy and I was like really <laughs> oh my god I think I love you <laughs> and we ended up just hanging out all night with all of our friends it was it was a great time and before we left I had kissed Brittany again and she left and like the next like she left and the next morning I woke up and I was like okay okay let me let me uh and before let me I, assess this situation before I left you had come to the realization that I was in a situation where I was still technically legally married and yeah. that I was and in you a, had two children I did know that too and that I had two kids and that I was in the process of, of trying to get out of that situation. Yeah. But didn't give you a lot of details. No, I just knew the big chunks. And me, being the person I was, that was like, yo, uh, not hanging out with, with girls anymore, not going to try this whole, not going to do this relationship thing. Uh, just not going to do it. And then I really liked you, and I woke up the next morning hungover, because we had been drinking. Mm-hmm. And I just assessed the situation. I was like, oh my god, last night, I totally was making out with a married girl that has two kids and I liked her like I liked her it was like, and I was just like what is wrong with you like why are you thinking this like married two kids what are you why why would you do this and I thought to myself I was like I should just friend request her and reach out and then I told myself no you can't do that because she's married and has two kids She's probably, you know how I'm waking up in the morning assessing the situation, like, what are you thinking? She's married and has two kids. I was thinking this, uh, that about you. Mm-hmm. So I thought you were waking up going, oh my God, what did I do last night? I'm a terrible person. I can't, I can't do, I, uh, oh my God. Like, I thought you were going to be mad at me. So I didn't friend request you because I thought you would be like, what do you think you're doing messaging me after last night? I can't believe when that happened. But I didn't know that you were, like, super unhappy and, like, weren't... And you were planning to leave, like, mm-hmm. so long. You know, I didn't know that. Meanwhile, I just thought that it was, like, a crazy night. Yeah. Because I didn't... You didn't tell me enough. Well, we didn't have the opportunity to really yeah. chat. And I didn't think that that night was going to go any further. Because, like, I had it in my head that I was just going to be a single mom for life. And I was okay with that. And I was more focused on getting out of the situation that I was in. Um, and like you're thinking those thoughts and at the same exact time I'm sitting there like having conversations with several different attorneys um, stashing money aside like you're getting the ball rolling I I had been getting the ball rolling for some time I was waiting for the right moment my husband at the time had a hunting trip planned And I knew that the weekend that he left was when I was going to leave. Yeah. Because I'd have the weekend to pack my stuff. I had conversations with my parents. And, you know, my dad told me, when you need to come home, you come home. And it's over when it's over. And we're here for you. And, um, I mean, without their support, it definitely would have been a harder transition, to say the least. But I was, I was like, it's happening. Come hell or high water. Like, I'm getting out of here. And at the same time, I kept thinking to myself about Ben. Like, I could not. Every 
every moment of the day, I kept thinking about it. And I was doing the same thing And I thing kept thinking about house. our first kiss and how I felt and how handsome you are. And, <laughs> um, Thank you, baby. Yes, I love you. <laughs> I and love I just you. kept thinking, like, how I felt with you. Like, I, there was this instant attraction. And we hit it off right away. And I just felt so comfortable with you immediately, which yeah. is so weird for me. And I felt the same way. Because it takes me a little bit to warm up to people and to have trust. But, like, I just felt like we had this connection and I couldn't stop thinking about you. And I kept wondering, like, why hasn't he requested me on Facebook or why hasn't he called me? Because I gave you my business card. I was so drunk. And I was handing out my business card to people. I didn't have enough information. So, I thought I thought you I thought you hate woke up the next no, morning you hated me. I was like I woke up the next morning with a severe hangover, not gonna lie. Two two days in a row of drinking. This body couldn't handle it. And um but after that it was just it was just mom mode and how am I gonna make this transition and oh that really hot guy on New Year's <laughs> <laughs> And I kinda just had it in my head that that was like just a fling and it was I didn't feel guilty, and that was my confidence of knowing that I was making the right decision. Yeah. Had I felt guilty, then it would have just been like a sign of maybe this is just a super long rough patch, and you know maybe you need to work on it. But there was nothing left. There was nothing left. I had no guilt, and I couldn't stop thinking about you. And I was like, yeah, this is just my reassurance that I'm making the right decision, and yeah. that my bags are packed and. I need to leave. So it just reinforced that you could do it and, like, be happier. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally, it was about a week late, maybe not a whole week later, maybe it was five days later, and I remember going to bed that night. Bless you. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I remember I slept on the couch for a long time, and I was getting curled up on my couch and watching Netflix, and I told myself that, if Ben hasn't reached out now, he's not going to, and you need to quit thinking about him because he is clouding your judgment, and you need to focus on your mission right now, <laughs> which is to to go move back in with your parents and to start over. And I told myself that, and that was like the first night that I fully slept, and I just had all this confidence. And then the next morning I woke up, and for some reason the first thing I did was check my Facebook, and there it was. And I finally had the balls to do it. I was like, I was like, screw it. I'm just doing it. Maybe all of that blew over and she can actually like have a conversation with me or maybe she won't. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't message you. I didn't do anything. I was just like friend request. We'll start there. Boop. Cause like I was thinking about you the whole time. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. And like once I was like, maybe she doesn't hate me. Like what's the worst that happens if I friend request her? And I was like, if she doesn't message me in, like, a day, I'm probably going to end up messaging her. But this is the start. So I friend requested you. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I think it's the fireplace. Turn it off. I'm getting... We're sitting by a fire, by the way, for those of you who, who aren't watching the video and you're listening. We're doing a video podcast and a regular audio podcast. We're doing them both. Mm. But where was I? So I was... What was I saying? Oh, I was like, it starts with this friend request because I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to text her. I'm not going to like call her. Like, what if she's like with her family? Like, I didn't want to be that guy, the homewrecker, but I couldn't stop thinking about you at the same time. 
So I was like, I'm just going to start with a friend request and see if she accepts it. And you accepted it. Sure did. And I didn't even know she accepted it because as soon as she accepted it, I got a message. <laughs> and what did the message say? It said something like, hey, I really enjoyed hanging out or meeting you. Yeah, it said, <clears throat> I had a really great time the other night. And I apologized for not being super upfront with you about my situation. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, that's totally cool. I'm glad you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just said that I hope we could see each other again yeah. sometime soon. And then I was like, I can't believe you're actually saying that because I want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And then, what, a week later or something, you came over to the house for the first time? Mm-hmm. And we were both, like, shaking in our shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the doorbell rang, or you knocked on the door, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. She's here. (laughs) Okay. And, like, guys, keep in mind, I didn't, like, my living situation was (laughs) was interesting, to say the least. I lived in a closet-sized pink bedroom that had Disney wallpaper on it. And that's because I had moved in with some friends to spend less on rent. And... The only room that they had to open was the pink room, and I slept in the pink room. The only thing I could fit in there was my queen-size mattress and a small nightstand, and I had to mount my TV on the wall. But the good part about that was it was like an entertainment center because the TV was like right in my face. Yeah. <laughs> tiny room. And I'm like, oh my god, she's at the door. I have to take her up to my room. Like, what is she going to think of me? <laughs> this is going to be so bad. Like, I am doomed from the start. Meanwhile, on the way there, I stopped twice. I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts, and I got a hot tea. Like, my throat started to hurt. I was so nervous. (laughs) Like, everything was just dry. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then, um, there was a Rudders off of his exit. And a Rudders, for those of you who don't know, is like a gas station, convenience store, fast food joint all yeah, in it's, one. It's a gas, it's a big gas station. It's like Sheets, it's like Wawa, it's like Buggies. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it was like two minutes from his house. Like I got off the exit and my GPS said, I think it said two minutes. And I was like, okay, I, I'm not ready. So I pulled into Rudders. And just sat there and went. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> sat in the parking lot like, okay. That's how I was. I was like, it's she's going to okay. be here. She's going to be totally here within five minutes or uh, an hour, and I don't know, and I'm just, like, staying And I'm pretty sure I messaged Jen, who's one of my best friends um, since high school. Yeah. And she knew um, about my whole situation, obviously, because she was my best friend, and she knew it was going down that night, and I, I remember... It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> down to clown. <laughs> you were down to clown. I mean, <laughs> so I messaged her... And she's like, you're fine. You know, go have fun. You're meeting me afterwards. And I did. Um, and then, so, yeah, I went back to your house. And I remember, like, I was sta- <laughs> I was standing at your front door. And I was about to knock. And I opened it. <laughs> and you opened yeah. it. And I was like, ah! She didn't even knock. <laughs> and I just went to the front door. And boom, there you were. Mm-hmm. I just remember being so nervous all the way up. I forgot about that. Yeah. You didn't even knock. I didn't even knock. I just I and you were like the door, you, you opened the door and you were like there. whoa and I was like hi <laughs> and I was like I promise I haven't been standing here a really long time <laughs> yeah, I was like, like how I long just you been got there? here 
And then ever since that day, we were like adjoined at the hip. Like any time yeah. that I didn't have the girls, I was with you pretty much. Yep. I had set some boundaries in the beginning. I didn't. I wouldn't let him see me every day that I didn't have the kids. Yeah, but after that first day, like that was the barrier we broke. Like, oh my god, like we like each other outside of like getting drunk and hanging out. Like mm-hmm. she's actually a cool person. Just hanging out with, like I can be alone with her. I would have a beer with her, like I would have a beer with my bro. You know, like she was, you were cool. Yeah, we and instantly had like a, we just instantly had a bond. I, yeah, and I was comfortable. I was like totally comfortable with you after we had, after you had come over to my house for that first day. That yeah. first initial day, it was a little nerve wracking because we went, we went upstairs into my room. We both looked at each other and we were just like, you were like, I'm super nervous, and I was like, I am too. <laughs> but I'm glad we're both nervous together and we can both admit that. Like, yeah. that was the that was the cool part. Because then after that, it, that started to melt away. Mm-hmm. And after that day, Brittany would come over a lot more. And I remember when I knew she was the one. I remember it. Well, real quick, at this point, I was officially... <laughs> what? <laughs> I was officially, like... Yeah, you were gone. Yeah, I mean, once we hung out that first day, you had told me, like, hey, like, I'm getting divorced, blah, blah, blah. Like, the ball had been officially... It's not because of you. It's a long-time thing. You know, I'm just here, so, like, let's just have fun. And that, yeah, after you told me that, I was like, listen, I had a conversation with myself that I wasn't going to do the relationship thing, and uh, you better not fall in love, because I ain't falling in love. I'm in a rock (laughs) band. I could leave next week. I don't know, but I ain't missing you when I leave. So don't you fall in love. And she yeah. was like, deal. I won't fall in love, bitch. Don't you fall in love. And I was like, all right. Yeah. No problem. And ben was like, I don't want to miss anybody <laughs> when I'm away on tour because I've seen that mess people up. Like, I don't want to miss anyone. And I, yeah, was, I was like, like okay. that tears apart bands. No, I won't do it. <laughs> and then three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. No, and we moved rather quickly. Yeah, we after did. that. Once, once I, once she started hanging out with me, like all the time, I start. I said to myself, I was like, why should I push her away? Like, why? What is that doing for me? Fucking well, nothing. I think part of it, like super, it was Super Bowl Sunday. You invited me to hang out with your friends that you lived with. Yeah. And we made beef, beef stew. stew together. We went grocery shopping, made beef stew together. And, like, I think that's when you started to realize, like, it's okay to like her. Yeah, I was like, it's okay. It's not hurting me. Uh, Why should I push it away? Why not? I'm happy right now. Mm -hmm. Why do I not want this for myself? And Why Why am I denying it? Why don't I just let it be what it is? And then I did. And at the same time, I did the same thing. Because at first, when I left my husband, my now ex-husband, I was really worried about what people would think of me and I got a lot of backlash because a lot of people didn't understand what I went through and honestly it's it's no one's business however I didn't, however we're doing a podcast well yeah. <laughs> however I didn't have a lot of respect like nobody would remember like well we haven't heard her side of the story we've heard his side of the story but we haven't heard her side of the story and I didn't share my side of the story because at the end of the day, if these people were my friends, they would have just respected. They would have just trusted your they, decision. They would have wouldn't respected have been like, and trusted We need an explanation. Me. Right. And they didn't. And I finally, at the same time, I think you realized that you had to quit protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. 
I realized that I just need to do what makes me happy and I don't care what anybody thinks of what I'm doing right now because for the first time in my life, I was focusing on what made me happy and by focusing on what made me happy, not only made me a better person, I was happier, I was making better decisions for myself in my personal life, my career. I was also being a better mom because I didn't have all this stress and baggage and unhappiness. By being happy in life, I was more present with my kids. I was having more fun with my kids. I wasn't getting easily angered by my kids. I mean, if you're stressed and your kid starts having like a meltdown, it's really hard to control that in a positive way. And I found myself just being a better parent and managing all those emotions so much better. When I quit caring what the world thought of me, and I just did what made me happy. And part of what was making me happy was hanging out with Ben. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that. Like the days that I saw Ben and when Ben and I were talking and texting back and forth and sending each other cute Snapchat photos and (laughs) doing whatever else we were doing. like it Goofy weird stuff. Yeah. But it just, I had something to look forward to every day and we both shared with each other our dreams and and what we wanted for ourselves career rise and we were super supportive of each other and and still are which is why i think we are so successful yeah if you can if for those of you listening if you take anything away from this podcast take away this that the less you care about what other people think of you the happier you will be the more successful you will be and the less boundaries you have as an individual you, mm-hmm. you don't have boundaries on your goals you don't have boundaries on what you should do and what you shouldn't do as soon as you just start living life for you and do what makes you happy and don't give a shit about what other people think I bet you an entire dollar you'll be happier an entire dollar I would bet you a good 20 a uh, 20 that's I would, that it was just so. No, proven. in all seriousness, I would bet everything I got on that. Yeah, like, that's like yeah. Don't yeah. care what other people think. But I think we both were doing that at the same time, and then. Yeah, because I was. I mean, my friends naturally were like, "Dude, what are you like? Are you sure?" Like. She has kids. She's she's like just got divorced and like has two kids. Like, red flags. Bing bing. Uh, she's desperate. She just wants you because you're the comfortable safety net right now. You're the rebound, dude. You're the fucking rebound, <laughs> dude. And I'm like, crashing the boards. <laughs> That's a basketball term for getting rebounds, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was just like, like none of that was a thought for me. I was just going with the flow and whatever happened, yeah. happened. I was super... Um, convinced that eventually Ben would just quit talking to me. So I had this, like if I would text him and like an hour or two would go by because like he was sleeping because he worked third shift. Yeah, I worked third shift and she worked first, so. (laughs) Well, I'm a realtor, (laughs) so we tend to work during the day. Um, And I was working at UPS at the time. Two in the morning to like sometimes nine, sometimes 11, and it, it didn't, you weren't off at the same time consistently. So like sometimes if I would text you and like an hour or two would go by, I would start to get nervous. I'd be like, maybe this is it. Like maybe this was the last time I talked to him. And I just had it in my heart that eventually you were going to wisen up and and not want to talk to me because I do have kids and you knew. No, I'm still stupid. Aww. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> Wow, we're going to make people puke. Um, Whoever's listening right now just went... (laughs) ah." (laughs) But, yeah, so 
But then it was um, the night of the storyteller show. Oh, I we played. We played an intimate acoustic show. I literally drove through a blizzard. Yeah. Against. We almost canceled the show. Right against everybody's advice of driving in that, my parents were like, "What are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be going out in this weather." And you're like, your... "I'm going to Jen's house." Yeah, I was like, "I'm going to spend the night at my friend's." I still house. nobody knew about me. Still, yeah, I still I was he was still pretty hidden in the beginning, and that was more. Um, that was more so you like. I feel like if I was in your shoes, I would have done that. So I didn't have everybody trying to be my life coach. No, it was it was honestly more for. For protection at that point I had to not I couldn't post where I was I couldn't post what I was oh, doing for your own peace because of there were certain people that were almost like stalking me yeah. at at the time um so even my parents were a little concerned so they were like don't post where you're going like don't don't tell people where you're going you know the only people that knew were my parents and unfortunately at this time I even lied to them because I wasn't ready to tell them that I was hanging out with some dude hindsight's twenty twenty. they would not have cared because no. at the end of the day they just want but to how be you happy. just said it was the perfect way like you would have told them they would have been like oh there's some dude <laughs> like that's what it would have been like oh god and <laughs> I just wasn't ready to have to explain myself I guess but that night I went to this awesome show you guys played acoustic it was really intimate with your fans and I got to know some of like your really core core fans yeah that were anybody able to make anybody it that, that came to that show was invited they were a Patreon member yeah um so see why you need to sign up for Patreon, people, if you haven't done that yet. Wow, shameless plug. <laughs> hey, I have to get get as many uh, paid fans for you as I can, I guess. Yep, yep. But anyway, um, I got to go that night, and you and I ended up having this awesome suite to stay in. Yeah, kind of by a, accident. We had, we had a suite at the hotel, and we just we after, sold that hotel out. By the way, you did, you did <laughs> all six rooms. <laughs> I think it was twenty rooms, it was something like that. It was twenty rooms, and it was sold out. But we just had such a great time, and then I think you and I were able to have a really good conversation with each other. And um, the next morning, when I when we woke up, um, you walked me to my car and. You had wanted me to come to your house that night. I didn't have my kids that weekend. I have joint custody, um, 50-50, so it was a weekend that I didn't have my kids. And you wanted me to come over and see you again. And that would have been the first time that we saw each other two days in a row. Yeah. Because I had been very weird about that. And, like, if I saw Ben on Wednesday, then I would not hang out with him on Thursday. And it was this weird, like, I had this weird wall up where I was like, I can't see him too much. And I can't spend too much time with him. He told me not to fall in love. Yeah, he told me not to <laughs> fall in love. And I'm, like, ready for him to not talk to me anymore. So I didn't want to, like, dive too deep. Yeah. So this would have been the first time where, A, we spent the whole night together. Literally spent the night together. And then, B, I was going to spend multiple days in a row with you. Yeah. So I went home, got showered, went to your house, spent the evening with you. And I think it was at that moment, I remember I fell asleep in your arms on the couch. Yup, and then we both, uh, we both, I asked you when you fell in love with me, and it was the same, that, it was it that It was that time. night. Yep. 
where I was just laying there in his arms and I felt so loved and I felt so safe. Yeah, and you know what we were doing? It was the corniest shit. It ever. was the corniest shit. We were, we, were, <laughs> we were so tired. We were just chilling and uh, this was at the house that I lived in at the time with the pink room. So we were hanging out downstairs where it was cooler and we were just having a good time. Um, everybody went to bed except for our drummer, Johnny Ross, was, was spending the night with us. Uh-huh. And I forget why, but he was there spending the night the night with us. And he uh, he's a he's an avid gamer. I think like because he, of all the snow, he, he didn't probably it didn't, wasn't think, safe to go home. Yeah, I don't think he knew if he could make it home. Yeah, so he was there, and <clears throat> he likes playing video games, and I like playing video games too. But John is more into the video games than I am. Um, I was I had recently played this game called Layers of Fear, and it was really good. I was like, John, this is this game I have. On my PlayStation is awesome. It actually scared me. It's better than the movies. You got to try it out. And he tried it, and <clears throat> um, we sat there. Brittany and I and John sat there while John played this video game, and he's beating levels, and Brittany and I are falling in love. <laughs> as corny as that is, but like that was the first time. Like I just sat there on the couch, and she lay between my legs, and she just like melted into every nook and cranny that I ever had and like just fit together like a puzzle piece and she started to fall asleep and I was like god damn it son of a bitch this is what I did not want to happen motherfucker I don't want to be anywhere else on the planet right now but right here because I goddamn love this girl son of a bitch <laughs> and that's the way it went down and like that's that's a, like a cartoon version of what I was thinking. Really, I was thinking like really mushy thoughts. Like, oh my god, I love you. <laughs> but like, yeah. It just happened there. And John's like, yeah, I beat it! And I was like, word, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, fast forward, uh, we kept hanging out. And we still hadn't conquered the kid the kids. Yeah. That is a whole nother hurdle. Well, we had fallen in love and I did not meet the kids. And after however and after that weekend that we fell in love, ironically, or just good timing, his roommates both went out of town for a long weekend. So remember I had only seen him one to two days a week prior to this. And then this was the first time that we hung out two days in a row per my rules. Yeah. <laughs> we fell in love and then the next weekend that Just I that I didn't have that I didn't have my kids, um, I spent I I started living there every other week. Yeah, so you didn't have the kids uh, on Wednesday and Thursday every week. You don't have them. I don't. And have every them. other weekend, it's it, you don't have them either. So, so any it was given my weekend, first... it would, when you don't have the kids, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They come back on Monday. Right. So five days you stayed at my house. And your parents are like, what the fuck is happening? Because uh-huh. she still, she lived at her parents, but she was living at my house. <laughs> I, I was living with Ben every other week and every Wednesday and Thursday after that. Yeah. Um, and then finally in May, um, it was going to be Mother's Day. Ben was going to be going on tour in July. Him and I were inseparable. We did everything together. We would wait to do stuff together. 
you know, I, I was doing his laundry at his home. We were cooking together. We were doing life together. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, I had been looking for an apartment for me and the girls. And finally, Ben called me one day. And I think I was actually walking to Michael's. I was looking for stuff for the apartment. <laughs> I was so excited. I was buying stuff early and, like, stocking up because I had nothing. I had everything I had when I was married, I got rid of because I didn't want anything from that house. Like, it, it had this bad, like, I don't know, what do you call that? Juju. Juju. Like, I didn't <laughs> want it. I get, I got rid of everything. So I needed, I had to buy everything from bed sheets, toasters, towels, decorations, like, all of it. All that stuff. And I remember Ben called me one day when I was shopping, and he said, like, what if I came home from tour to you? And I moved in with you. And I just said, I would love that. And then at that moment, we realized, crap, like, you haven't even met the kids yet. It's May. Your tour's in July. Yeah. We were very loosely talking about that idea, though. It was like, what if that's, like, what if we did that? Yeah, it was super, super loose idea. But we realized, like, if that's even remotely an idea, you need to meet the kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So Mother's Day. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what did this is a whole other thing. Like this is this is step two, isn't it? I was like, this is step two. I'm getting locked in once I meet these kids. Like I had fallen in love, but everything had happened so fast, I was like, damn, I'm going for gold. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, so what we did um from then on out was since we decided we were going to meet the kids and possibly, you know, we both knew we wanted to spend the rest of, well, maybe not at the time, like, all of that, but, like, the rest of our lives together, but, like, we knew, like, this was real, and we were going to ride it out. Um, we know now that we want to spend the rest of our lives together, but at the time, it was like, oh, man, it was just take one thing at a time, so we're like, okay, we got we to gotta meet the kids now. How do we go about this? So what Brittany did... <coughs> was when she would pick them up after work she would say hey my friend Ben's gonna call do you guys want to talk to him and they were just being little kids they were like yeah yeah let's talk to him and we did that every day yeah for I don't know how long but it got to the point where I was a familiar voice to them it got to the point where they would want to talk to you before bed yeah when it got I loved it when you called me and they were like hey do you have a couple minutes? The girls want to say goodnight to you. And I was like, oh, win. Hashtag winning. Yeah. Done deal. Like, they, they want to they, they want to call me. They're, they were four and one. Yeah. At the time. At the time. Four and one. And, and the, the oldest one, four years old, had the presence of mind to say, I want to call Ben. I was like, what? That's cool. So I felt really good about that. And then the very first day... That I met them in the flesh. Brittany <clears throat> and I decided we were going to take them to the Turkey Hill Experience in Columbia, Pennsylvania, where I was born and raised. And it was a whole, <clears throat> like, it was just a whole thing. Like, that day was super scary for me. I just remember knowing that that was the plan. Well, and, and we met sketchily. You met my parents in the morning at oh, breakfast because yeah. it was Mother's Day. So we took my parents out to breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Met met the folks for the first time. Then 
we went, picked up the kids, went to Turkey Hill Experience. The kids literally, like, we were at Turkey Hill Experience five minutes, and they both wanted Ben, not me, to carry them. By the end of the Turkey Hill Experience, I actually have a photo, and it's of Ben carrying both kids to the car. They were like, <laughs> yeah. they were like, Mom, who? We like this guy. Like, their bond was immediate. And if you know my kids, it takes a long time, like me, to warm up to people. Like, they don't yeah, warm see, up to I people immediately. You told me that going into it. But, like, we met, I met the kids for the first time in a Starbucks parking lot because we were meeting yes, we were to meeting get in the at- same car to drive an hour to the Turkey Hill Experience. So... Yeah. I, we knew it was going to be a long car ride, so like I pull in, they pull in, I get out of the car, I start walking towards the car, and I'm like, oh god, please let this go well. I open the door, and Brittany likes likes when I drive. So like when she parks, she gets out of the driver's seat and gets in the passenger seat. Not and even the, thinking about and it. And the girls are in the back like, what the, <laughs> what is happening? Like, what's going on? And I get in the driver's seat, and I turn around, and I just said, hello, how are you guys doing? I'm Ben. We've talked before. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember Kinsley just looked at me like I was a cartoon character. She was just like, what? And Kaylin did that. That She does this smile thing where she's just like. <laughs> she did that. And I was like, oh, got this. They were fine. So I we just talked all the way, da- the way down. And then we got out of the car and I held their hands on the way in. And I was like, gravy. Yeah. I don't. Then, I'm so lucky that it that it worked out that way because it could have went worse. It, it definitely. Went worse. It definitely. Could've. They could have been afraid of me, which I was expecting. Like I thought that was the way it was gonna go. <clears throat> no, they. They liked you from second number one, and then they met your family after that. We went and saw Mama, Papa, and your mom, and they met everybody that day. Yeah. And they instantly. They had fun over there too. Yeah, they loved Mama. Papa took a little bit for them to warm up to. Well, Papa's loud. Right. He's goofy. <laughs> um, but now he's Kinsley's favorite. Yep. Which is, like, so adorable. That's so funny. And then, fast forward to me moving into my apartment. So, move-in day was June 1st. <laughs> and the girls were dead set on Ben spending the night with us the first night so I was like alright I'll ask Ben and we camped out in this living room here and we just all laid on the floor beds weren't set up right yet. here right here where my feet are yep right here we all laid here and and slept that night well the next day Ben went home because Ben did not live here yeah the girls cried cried and cried and cried like it was horrible for me to watch like they were so sad that Ben was not here they wouldn't go to sleep for me they wanted to talk to him on the phone and finally like Ben and I just realized like what are we doing we're trying to abide like, are we beating around the bush are we are we just are we doing what everybody else thinks we should do by like giving the necessary period of time before moving in together and all that and all right. that jazz and, and we're I, just like yo like <laughs> like we both agreed what? that we've we've been doing whatever we wanted to do Keeping the kids' best interests in mind when he met them. But we have always been happiest when we weren't worried about what other people were thinking. Yeah. So Ben's like, if the kids miss me that much, and we love each other this much, and we've lived with each other for the last 
four months every other week. And it works out better for us to be under the same roof. It did. Like, what do we have to lose? Like, we, we always, we had that thought, like, what if it doesn't work out? Like, what it, like, you were thinking, like, what if you, like, realize what it's like to live with children and you don't want to be with me anymore? And I was like, how hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, folks, it can be quite hard, but, you know, if you really love somebody, it does, none of that matters because you fall in love with their kids, too. Well, so. and it, it helped me having a second pair of hands, mm-hmm. and it helped us both financially. It helped us both, I think, emotionally because we were here for each other for, like, our hardest moments. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And we, we, we definitely went through a lot in a short period of time, and I think that's what allowed us to become <clears throat> more than just, like, a couple. Like, we're, we're best friends. We, like, obviously have each other's back, and that is, like, undeniable. And that's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we want to start doing this because... We've been through all the the nitty-gritty, the nastiness, like, <clears throat> you know, divorce, quitting our jobs, um, <laughs> d- bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. All, like, all of that stuff, and we're still here, and we're standing, and we couldn't be happier, and that's why and we're we success- just decided like, we're not to tell like, our story. We're not super successful, but we are on the rise. We're on the rise. We are on the rise, mm-hmm. and... We've done that because of each other's support, and I definitely wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Ben. Well, let's <clears throat> let's let's switch gears and talk about. I have to take a miniature break. You got to take a miniature break. You got to pee. I have to blow my nose. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so while Brittany's while Brittany's blowing her nose, because this is all one take. We're not editing any of this. So fast forward, we move in. Um, we start hanging out or uh, living living together. Sorry, we start living together. Everything's going well. <clears throat> you know, there's there's a lot of hurdles that I that I had to get over because you know not 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 a lot of people know what it's like to go from living the single life to all of a sudden, like you're a dad, and you have to <clears throat> you have to live life in a certain way. Like you have these two little computing children watching your every move, looking up to you, and just learning from the the things that you do so like that was an adjustment going from being a single a single man a bachelor to all of a sudden I'm a dad and I'm like holy crap but <clears throat> so we're living together some time goes by everything's going fine we're both learning we're growing together and we both decided it was a good idea to quit our jobs and this this is probably just a couple months into us buying the apartment. We bought the apartment together. And then a few months after, we decided, yeah, let's both quit our jobs. So <laughs> that sound on paper, that is the dumbest thing you could possibly do. I was I was in management at UPS and Brittany was a part-time real estate agent, part-time office worker at Sterling Property Management. Yep. So you were you had the salary position of the office, and then um, the commission the side commission, of real estate. The commission side from sales, and I was just straight salary with um, awesome benefits at UPS. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing well, and she was doing well. But I hated my job 
I hated it. My mm-hmm. alarm went off at 2 o'clock in the morning every day, and I wanted to blow my brains out because I had to go to work. And I was just managing box lines and packages at UPS and loading trailers, and uh, I just I couldn't do it. I had done it for two years, and I was just at my wit's end. I just I looked at everybody that was above me at work, and just how miserable they were. They were showing up to work in Cadillacs, but they hated their lives. They were like on their third divorce, some of them, and like I just didn't I didn't picture that for me. I didn't want that. And we were doing okay with the band. It was I, I played a band called the Small Town Titans. We were doing okay. We were not making a living by any means. <clears throat> but I had all these other aspirations. I I wanted to make videos and do them for the band and really put all my eggs in that basket because I felt like we had something <clears throat> worth worth striving for. Absolutely. So I was like, I'm quitting my job at UPS and I'm going for it. And Brittany's like, word, I love you. I got you. Let's do this. And then <clears throat> right around the same time, I noticed, we both noticed how good Brittany was at selling houses and being in that industry and she was hitting so many walls with with selling real estate because she had the part-time office work to do as well mm-hmm. so she was making a lot of money selling a home but she couldn't put all of her time and effort into selling homes because she had this part-time office work that she had to devote so much time for and tell them tell them about it well and Part of me felt guilty because there was definitely weeks where I couldn't get the office work done um, because sales does take up a lot of time. And you could think things are going smoothly and then there's a hiccup and it's a big hiccup and then now all your time is being devoted to this issue, so to speak. And um, it was starting to take a lot of my time away from my office work which was hurting the people in the office who were already drowning like these people already had a ton on their plate yeah and you were spending less time there and I was spending less time there and I'm like I'm not I'm not earning this salary like I'm not benefiting them I want to do sales full-time and I had this horrible battle so finally I started interviewing with different brokers and I realized, like, if I... You were sought after, though. I was... You have to tell them that. There was people recruiting Brittany to be an agent for their company. Yes. And yes. I knew... And like, that's I just got to tell my side of this because I knew what, I knew what you were I guess doing with Sterling. In, and in, I knew that you were as miserable as I was at UPS. Yeah. I was miserable because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And I did have a few agents contacting me saying like why aren't you doing sales full-time like you need to get out of sterling you need to be doing this full-time and nothing against sterling it's just there wasn't the opportunity to do full-time sales at sterling they're a property management company they, they mainly focus in rentals which is great but that's just not what i wanted to do and i kept telling ben like ben coldwell banker called me today or this person from keller williams called me today and this person from brookshire halfway called me today and it was because in my first year of sales typical independent agents is which is what i was at the time only do 10 to 12 transactions a year i did 26 in my first year which is huge and i have to credit that a lot to my old boss he did help me um you know get some of those clients 
Um, but when I got that client, I took it from start to finish and I handled it. And I, you know, I got their house sold or I helped them find a house or sometimes both. Um, and Ben said, why aren't you doing this full time? Like if you were to take the like amount so of hours. Good at it. You talk so highly about the, the process of selling a home and, and the joy it gives you to do that. And then you just hate the office part of it. And you're right. only doing that for security, for financial security, yep. a steady paycheck that you know is coming. Commissions aren't like that. Yeah, commissions, you could go months without one, and then you could have, like I had seven closings in March. I had five closings this month. Um, and then, you know, January I had none. Yeah. Um, so it's just, and when you have two kids, like you have to worry about the fact, like I need to be able to put food on the table and or keep a roof over the head because I don't yeah. get child support. I don't get alimony. Like it was just me. And I don't have help from the state. Like it's, it is just my income or at the time it was just my income protecting the family. Mm-hmm. And, but Ben made a good point. He's like, babe, you work 25 to 35 hours a week in the office. If you spent half of that time just focusing on sales. How much do you think you would... How much do you think you'd be making? And then I started talking to all and these... And how much happier would you be? That would be that was the biggest thing. Yeah, because both of us are... We want to be rich. Like, we're not going to sit here and well, lie Yeah, to you. I want all the money in the world. Yeah, we want, we want <laughs> to be making good money. That's not a lie. But at the same time, our number one priority was to just be at peace with ourselves and to just be happy yeah, with what can... we had to do every day. Because you spend most of your wake hours working. Yeah. Like, if you look at your whole week, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, like, you're at work. So why not at least be doing something that you love? So then I started interviewing with other agents, um, and I came across uh, Lainey Klepp in a transaction. And her and I, we just we had a great transaction together, and I just felt like we hit it off. Like, we just had a good working relationship. And she's like, we need to go out to lunch sometime. And she started to talk to me about the Dave Hook team. And I was like, I don't know if I want to join a team, like... I like being independent. I like doing my own thing. I want to be able to control my own hours and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And at that point, I was like, why wouldn't you just build the Britney Shakespeare brand? Why would you work for somebody else? Right. And, you know, because by joining the team, like, there are some requirements. Like, you do need to be in the office so many hours a week. Um, and you do have to have so many sales a year, which that part didn't scare me. And... You're still an in, you're still an independent contractor, meaning I don't have a boss. It's just I do have requirements to be on the team, and there is a team leader, and there are people that I report to that help keep me accountable, and who coach me. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still my business. Like Brittany Shakespeare Realtor is still my own independent business, recognized by the government and and myself. Um, and what sold me, I, I remember I met with Dave like three times, I think, and I met with Lainey twice, and I had such a, like, it was so stressful for me to pick what I wanted to do. And I remember when I finally made my decision, it was because I, I went into the office and I watched them have a morning meeting, and I watched them do this role play, which is where they act like buyers and sellers and real estate agents and they have conversations with each other and they just learn how to better communicate with people because a lot of times 
we have this problem where we know how to solve someone's problem. You want to sell your house, like, great, that's what I do best. Like, I know how to help you. But sometimes we say those words too quickly and it scares people off. And it's not a salesy thing. It's just we generally want to help these people because we know we know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And those role plays just help you realize, like, how to smoothly help people understand where you're coming from and how you can help them and um, I watched them do that and I'm like wow like I've never had this type of training before this is amazing yeah like this is what everybody should every real estate agent should be doing role play every morning before they start making calls and start trying to solicit themselves as real estate agents. And then on top of that, Dave was able to show me these spreadsheets and he's like, listen, like my systems work. And when I was looking at his spreadsheets and his average, like the amount of money he spends in advertising each month, I'm like, I couldn't spend that on my own. No, it's like, how can you, how can you grow in competition with that? Right. You, you can't do that And then, right lastly, he had Project Lamplight. And Project Lamplight is a nonprofit that Dave created, and it donates anonymously to people. Dave is the team leader. Yeah, Dave Hook. He's the Dave, Dave, Hook, Dave team. Hook team. I don't think you said that. Dave is the leader. I said the Dave Hook team. Did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, if I didn't, I work for the Dave Hook team. <laughs> Dave Hook is obviously. Keller Williams. The team leader for, and it's Dave Hook team is for Keller Williams, which is a global real estate company. Um, and Dave had created a nonprofit a couple years ago, and this nonprofit donates to people in the community who have immediate financial needs. So, for example, Jane Doe gets in a car accident, and because she's in this car accident, she can't work for six weeks. Because she can't work for six weeks, She's only getting paid 60% of her salary on disability. Can't pay her electric bill. Now her electricity is going to be turned off. Project Lamplight, if that's reported to us, Project Lamplight can help pay that electric bill Mm -hmm. to get her back current so her electric doesn't get turned off. And those are things that government programs are too slow to be able to fix. Like There's government programs to help with food stamps. There's government programs to help with rent, but there's urgent, random, immediate financial needs that the government just takes too long. Not blaming the government, but it's just there's paperwork in the process. With Project Lamplight, somebody reports it, the board reviews it, we can cut a check the next day mm-hmm. and, and help this person out. So anytime you work with the Dave Hook team, a portion of the sales, the money that the Dave Hook team makes goes to Project Lamplight, Project Lamplight is on target to donate over $40,000 this year. Um, and that was something that just hit home with me because... That was a big factor on why you chose. It was a huge factor on why I, jo- I joined the team <clears throat> because I went through a really hard time. And if it weren't for my family and Ben, there's no way I would have been able to stand on my own two feet six months later. Yeah. But I, you know... <laughs> I was the one that was going, you better get your fucking ass over to somewhere else where you can be a realtor. Like, I was like, <laughs> I kind of like right. forced you to, not forced you, but like, I definitely pushed you, were, you to do it. And like, looking back on that, it that's like me pushing Brittany up against a ledge and going, you better jump. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what that was. Because like, I had just quit my job. 
30 days prior. Yeah, and you were doing all the heavy lifting mm-hmm. as, far and then, as, as far as our finances went. And I was like, yeah, uh, jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just, I think after I talked to Dave, I looked at his spreadsheets. I heard about Project Lamplight. I saw how this role play went. And the Project Lamplight, again, just struck that chord because... These people didn't have the family support that I had to get them on their two feet. Or they had family, but their family just couldn't afford to help them. They didn't have the means to help them. I had family that could help me, and I had Ben that was there for me. And that Project Lamplight was just like, I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to help fund that nonprofit and help these people. And now I'm on the board, which is super rewarding. And I love the fact that that's a part of the team. Um, But yeah, there's Ben pushing me to like jump off this cliff. And finally, after I looked at the spreadsheets, Dave said, so are you ready to make a decision? And I said, yeah, where do I sign? And we signed (laughs) the paperwork that day. And I said, you know, I want to give Sterling enough notice. I had to quit Sterling three times before my boss believed me. Um, (laughs) He's like, you're not leaving. Yeah. Wait, what, you're leaving? No, you're not. No, you're not. And oh, then, wait, you're serious. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And um, so my last day at Sterling was literally a month from the day that Ben quit UPS. And we both truly... We, we had, took our lives and went, yeah, flipped them upside down. Turned it upside down. down with two kids, with an apartment that I just signed a lease for June 1st. Yeah. So... And... <laughs> We had just, like, I had just bought all this stuff for this apartment on no debt. We didn't create any debt with it. Like, we didn't have credit card bills, and I can go into that a little bit later. That's but a whole other podcast. That's, like, a whole other podcast, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, we we didn't have a ton of, of money in reserves, to say the least. Um, we, no, we ran our tank dry trying to make ourselves happy and set ourselves up for the future. We took we right. both took a leap of faith because we both believed in ourselves and each other. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had that with anyone else. Like the fact that we met each other and got there mm-hmm. was pretty amazing. Like I didn't think like cuz I like I had people and and friends going, "Oh, you're you're in a band and you want to make videos? Cute." Yeah. Where do you work? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, UPS. And they're like, oh, that's a really solid career. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's dumb. Why? Why? Why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And I met Brittany, and we had this conversation about where we wanted to be and what we wanted to accomplish. And since we we both knew that we, we, we were in love with each other, we were like, let's do this together. And we just went, yeah. At the same time, <laughs> turned our lives upside down and went, oh, shit, we did this. Mm-hmm. And now it was like, I, 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 I love this saying, and I'm, I'm going to say this just because it's, it applies to what we did. And it's like, in the, the old like Trojan like medieval war times, like, what's the best way to take the island? You burn <laughs> the boats. Like, you sail to the island that you your army wants to take, right? What's the best motivation to have them win that fight? 
you as soon as they get on the on the beach, you burn the ships down. They have no escape. We had no plan B. We had to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I woke up every day at four o'clock in the morning. Both of us did. Yeah. And we started every day trying to get to a point where we felt comfortable. And we're fucking here. We're not comfortable yet, but like, we don't need to wake up at four anymore. We get up at like four thirty. <laughs> Lately, it's been. It's been like five. It's been like five. <laughs> um, but we, we finally got to a point where we need an accountant. We need a a financial advisor. Um, We have multiple savings accounts to track the the projects, I'll call it, that we're saving for. We have potential to do really well. We just need to do it correctly. So we're we're getting our ducks in a row for the future, and that's what we've done since we got together. We've always tried to look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. Keeping, Keeping our happiness in mind and... Also, at the same time we were doing that, we also had to learn how to, and it's not, I don't like the word balance, it's balancing, because sometimes you are going to be spending a little bit more time working, and sometimes you can you get to spend a little bit more time with family. But yeah, at the same time that balance. of becoming self-employed, we also had to learn together when our schedules are sometimes the same, and then sometimes they're opposite on how to balance work and life Yeah, when you're self-employed, you'll find yourself working more than you would if you aren't self-employed because right. your, 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 your work day never shuts off. There's always something that you need to how do. How many days always. have we planned off and then we both end up being on our phones the whole day with phone calls and spreadsheets and emails and putting more, out fires more often than I'd like to admit. and solving problems. Like you there's so many times where we've planned for days off and you just couldn't. You know, there's times where we'll we'll block time. We call it blocking, calendar blocking. Yep. And we'll block time in our calendar to be off. But if something urgent comes up that can kill a real estate transaction or something urgent comes up that like the band needs to take care of immediately or it could create all these other problems. Or like we just got raped in taxes and we had to pay (laughs) more in than we ever thought we would have to because we're self-employed now. Like we had a full date night planned and I'm a videographer, cinematographer now. I make videos for people. I do music videos and like business videos and I got a call from a guy, he's like, hey, I got a last minute gig for you. We're doing this entire conference and I, I need video. I need you to capture the entire thing. And I looked at Brittany and I was, and we were like getting dressed to go out on our date night. Yep. And I was like, Brittany, I will pass on this if you want to, but I also know we need this money. Yeah. And she goes, we're going, we're going to the event, get your camera. <laughs> so we and spent I changed, date night at work. I changed <laughs> from jeans and a nice shirt for dinner to a black dress. <laughs> and we went. Um, yeah, but we were together. Yeah, we, and at we, the end we of the day, hap- we found balance in that. You know, yeah, we were together. It was still date night, but I was definitely working. Yeah. But you have we have to do what we have to do. And sometimes I, I'll say I'm not taking appointments this weekend. Like, we need to go adventuring with the kids. And then on the way to the adventure, a.k.a. Disney on Ice, I show a house. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then man. write the contract. We just have to make a quick, spit, a quick pit stop <laughs> at 325 Elm Court. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I write the contract on my iPhone through Dot Loop. Yeah, this is why I always drive. On my way to Disney on Ice and wrap it up by the time Disney on Ice is over. (laughs) (laughs) But we figure it out. (laughs) Yes. And yes, this is why Ben always drives because then I can handle those things while he's driving. So we're just going through life and learning along the way, right? Yeah. We don't know what we're doing still. But we have a we, we have an educated guess. We, we have, have a, a high, we have a hypothesis of how this life thing is supposed to go. We're definitely getting a better <laughs> grasp on it. We have a lot of spreadsheets. We use yes. a lot of applications together that we both shared and that's probably a whole nother podcast too. Yeah. Um, and all this stuff that we're doing is like not normal. It's very unorthodox, I think. At least from like people that like normal like normal people. I don't know, it's weird. Like not everybody there's you don't find a lot of couples that are both self employed, both like had the the conversations with themselves that they were never gonna be in a relationship and be happy and then got into a relationship and then moved in and and one took on two children that he doesn't know and and next <laughs> next thing you know they're both quitting their jobs and then all of a sudden they're like struggling to buy Christmas gifts but then two months later they're like going out to eat twice a week and like <laughs> it's just it's it's very very it's it's like this and that's why we decided we want to start podcasting because like the the hills and valleys of life are are nobody's immune to that like everybody has peaks and valleys as far as like happiness and sadness and and successes and struggles go in life and we just want to share that with you guys and full disclosure like if you if you like us you like my band you like Britney you know you, you can watch these podcasts and really get to know us like we have nothing to hide um, and I think that the things that we've been through a lot of other people have been through or have at least experienced to some extent. And, and they we don't like talk talking about, about it. Them. I was say, they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. Because... We, we'll talk about it. Like, <laughs> we have, I have nothing to hide. And this is definitely a conversation for another day, but when I got divorced, that meant I had to file bankruptcy. And again, different different discussion for another day. That's a whole other thing, but yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't talk about it. And actually, when I started talking about it, and I started to be more honest about it, because at first I was so embarrassed, and I wouldn't tell anyone. Like, Ben and my mom and my dad were the only people that knew, because I was so hurt by it, because I worked so hard for a good credit score. And then to make the realization that that was my only option in order to... To salvage. To salvage what I had... And to provide for my family, when I realized, when I was more open about it, a lot more people than I ever would have thought had gone through that situation or very similar situations. Yeah. We're um, not, we're, we know we're not alone. We're just going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. But we've gone through it together. Yeah. And I think that's what makes us stronger as a couple. Yeah, and if you guys are listening or, or watching, uh, feel free to to comment and, and let us know your takes, what you've been through, some stuff like that, some some things that you've gone through that maybe we have too, and we'll get on here and talk about it, tell you about our experiences, and we'll just share everything because I think there's a lot about life that people hide because they're afraid. And if there's anything that you take away from this episode, it's just don't worry about what other people think of you. 
do you do what you want to do do what makes you happy and trust us you will find success in your passions and you will find satisfaction in doing yourself and and not not worrying about what other people think of you and what else that's what i think what else what else is the moral of this podcast <laughs> anything i think it's just to do what you want to do in life and i think that if you put yourself first and you take care of you everything else will fall into place and that goes for parents moms dads a lot of times as parents we put our kids number one and then we forget to take care of ourselves when in reality if you take care of yourself I'm not saying to be selfish but I'm saying if you do take care of you and put your needs first everything else falls into place and you become a better parent you become more present for your parent for your children I mean because mm-hmm. you, you're happy. And because you're happy, like you're in a better mood. Yeah. Your kids want to be around you more. You have more fun with your kids. You can make better memories with your kids. Um, so don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of taking care of you, forgetting what the world thinks, and just just doing what you want to do. Because I really do. I, when I started doing that in 2018, when I started to take care of myself, and when I stopped giving a shit what the world thought about my decisions, I met Ben. I made the real estate career change to go full-time in sales. I have made the most money I've ever made in my life. I love my apartment. I love my life. My kids are happy. We go on adventures. We do more activities than we've ever done yep. together as a family. And my kids now know what a healthy family looks like. Yeah. And when I quit my job, I started diving into the video thing. The band started doing videos. The band took off. We do videos now. Like, that's a big part of our thing. And, and like, uh, just to be totally honest with you guys, like, years ago, I told John and Phil and the band that, and they'll admit to this, like, I was like, guys, I think we should be doing videos uh, more so than than playing shows. And they were like, you're stupid. That's a dumb idea. We're not going to do that. Hindsight's 2020 now. And, and I, uh, they still felt that way when I quit my job and started to do videos. I had to prove to them that, that what I wanted to do was, was like legitimate and it was going to work. And like until I made that decision to be like, this is what I want to do. I'm not letting anybody else dictate what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. I'm just going to do it. Everything fell into place after that. The non-believers yeah. became believers, and my life got better. I met... Well, this was... I had already met you, but Yeah. <clears throat> like, I just... Own yourself, be proud of yourself, and create the life that you want to live. That is all from us. We're going to sign off. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, all those other actions that you need to take in 2019 to, like... Be cool, I guess. <laughs> be be noticed Just, noticed as like somebody who you should listen to because they have X amount of subscribers. So <laughs> subscribe for, to our channel and be one of those X's, I guess. 
because we love doing this. We have nothing to hide. We're gonna keep making podcasts because, like, I get to I get to have some drinks and shoot the shit with my lady, and we get to tell you our story. This podcast was our story. In our the story. next podcast is gonna be about some other thing that we've accomplished or or struggled with or had fun with. Like, we're just gonna have some drinks and and shoot the shit and tell you guys about life. And our story is my favorite. It's my favorite too. With that said, what what's what's our what's our goodbye? What's our send off? This is our first po- first podcast. We don't really know what we're doing yet. How should we send them off? I don't know. Like this. <clears throat> this is what you're gonna hear. <gasps> <laughs> that was me blowing the candle out. By the way, for those of you listening and not watching, see you later. This has been Ben and Brittany's podcast. Peace. <laughs>